This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Most of Montana is headed into the winter months with better drought conditions than at this time last year. But a forecast of an El Nino through the winter months will likely put the state on a path towards wetter spring months and could mean another year without much moisture in northwest Montana. That's according to climatological officials and meteorologists at the Governor's Drought and Water Supply Advisory Committee. The drought has persisted for more than a year in northwest Montana and spread east across the High Line this summer. Troy Blanford, the Water Information Systems Manager for the Montana State Library, said the quick snowmelt during record warm temperatures in May combined with a wet June for much of the state, kept drought at a minimum for most of the state and decreased the Montana fire season. By July, the state was seeing the least amount of drought it had seen since April of 2020. In northwest Montana, however, the story was different. Thompson Falls received five inches less than its normal precipitation through June after the snowpack melted faster than any year on record and drought worsened there through much of the summer, leading to dozens of wildfires in July and August. The August to September period was the eighth warmest on record with many counties in eastern Montana seeing their hottest ever average temperatures for that time of year. Severe drought continues across much of the High Line, as does moderate drought down to the Missouri River. But nearly all of southern Montana, 56% of the state, remains drought-free. At this time last year, at 56% was only 10%. Don Britton, the meteorologist in charge of the National Weather Service in Great Falls, says current forecasts show a 71% chance of an El Nino peaking as a strong version through the winter months. That typically means warmer and drier winters for Montana since the polar jet stream stays further north, though the state will see snaps of rigid air and heavy snow. Next week is expected to bring the first round of lower elevation snow and below freezing temperatures for much of the state, but the weather could warm back up slightly after that. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration outlook for December, January, and February predicts above average temperatures and below average precipitation. The fall migration of geese and swans at Freeze Out Lake is later than usual. Historical data over the past 20 years shows activity generally picks up October 23rd and 24th, but swan and geese numbers this year have been far below average. On Thursday, zero white geese were counted compared with the long-term average of 114. Only 48 swans were counted. The long-term average there is 723. The Montana Attorney General's Office is prosecuting a two-year-old case in Broadwater County dealing with hunting without permission. 
the prosecution by Assistant Attorney General Michael G. is a potential test case for corner crossing. Corner crossing is where someone moves from one corner of public land to an adjoining parcel of public land where the corners meet. A federal judge's ruling in a Wyoming case has elevated attention to the issue. Montana based on X maps has identified 8.3 million acres of public land in the West as corner locked, meaning only accessible by stepping from one corner of a public holding to the corner of another parcel. Highly pathogenic avian influenza, that's HPAI, has resurfaced in Montana's domestic birds, ending the summertime break in cases as the outbreak continues into its 18th month and state officials are working on their response. Last week in Glacier County, a poultry flock intended for sale and consumption was confirmed to have bird flu by Montana officials. Per federal guidelines, officials killed the flock's 50,300 birds to prevent the virus from spreading. The same week, a backyard flock in Flathead County tested positive for HPAI, and eight birds were culled. On Tuesday morning, another backyard flock in Park County was confirmed. That's according to the Montana Department of Livestock. The three instances are the first HPAI cases Montana has seen since April. Experts attribute the uptick to fall migration of waterfowl and other wild birds that spreads the virus to farm-raised or domestic birds. Once a flock is confirmed positive for bird flu and animals are culled, the federally approved methods being carbon dioxide gassing, and cervical relocation. The premises have to be disinfected and quarantined for 120 days before birds can be raised there again. Zoo Montana staff and volunteers bid an emotional farewell to an iconic resident Thursday morning. Bruno the grizzly bear was humanely euthanized after several health battles became too severe to manage according the Zoo Montana officials. The estimated 23-year-old bear's health issues were linked to the lack of care he received as a young bear when he was illegally held in a private Tennessee backyard within a small dog kennel. Bruno arrived at the zoo in 2008 from Zoo Knoxville. Zoo Montana curator Travis Goble and lead North American caregiver Crystal Whittingham have both been with Bruno during his life at Zoo Montana. Due to his inadequate nutrition and care as a young bear, we were pretty certain that he wouldn't see a typical zoo bear lifespan of 30 years. However, the both are thrilled that they got to see 15 years with him. Caregivers are keeping an extra close eye on Zoo Montana's other grizzly bear, Ozzy. He was Bruno's roommate and pal. He will have to adjust to Bruno being gone. To help him with the loss, caretakers will shower Ozzy with time and enrichment. The zoo has no doubt Ozzy will miss his big brother. 
In addition, administrators at the zoo agreed to bring in two orphaned grizzly cubs from Montana's Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Executive Director Jeff Ewelt explains, quote, Normally we would wait to bring in new animals after a loss of this magnitude. However, we felt it was in the best interest of Ozzy to bring these cubs in. He seems to really enjoy the companionship, something we know the cubs can provide him. The cubs are slated to arrive at the zoo within the month, but will not be viewable until after a lengthy and mandatory quarantine. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 52 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the... That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.